You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. A friend of mine reminded me of these powerful words by the great inspirer, Silver Birch. One day after death, you'll be the same individual as you were one day before it, except that you will have discarded your physical body. You will express yourself through your etheric body, which is a perfect replica of the physical one. It does not, however, reproduce any of its imperfections. All diseases and infirmities will be left behind. The deaf will hear. The dumb will speak. The blind will see. The cripple will be a cripple no longer. You must try and understand that life in the spirit world is not dreamy or nebulous. It is full of activity. It is just as real as the life that each one of us lives here. We are accustomed to think of the material world as being real and solid. Although actually, this is not so, as the science of physics proves. The thing of the mind, or the spirit, seem to us shadowy and vague. But to those who live on the other side, the mental is as real as the physical is the shadow. This will be hard for you to grasp, but you will find a perfect analogy if you think of your dreams. When you dream, all the things that you encounter are real at the time of their happening. They only become dreams when you wake up. If you never woke up, and dreaming was the perpetual state of your existence, then that state would become your reality. The spirit world is around and about us. Some people see it and hear it because they can tune into its vibrations. It is not situated in some far-off continent. It is part of the universe, blending and intermingling with the physical world. You must dismiss from your mind the old-fashioned theological idea that, after death, there is an undisturbed eternal sleep. There may be, at first, a short time of rest to enable the newly arrived spirit to adjust himself to his new life. This usually takes a little time. Then he meets those who have preceded him. Families are reunited. Old associations are reestablished. Friendships are renewed. I know the question you will ask is, how will I be able to recognize those who have gone before? This is not a real difficulty. They will know you, having watched over you and kept in constant touch with you. 
Then, because the spirit world is a place where thought is the reality, they will be able to show themselves to you as you knew them. There is, however, one great factor always operating in the spirit world, the unalterable law of attraction. Only those of like spiritual qualities can meet on the same plane in the new life. The husband and wife who were only held together on earth by a legal tie and between whom no real love existed will not be together in the spirit life. Sometimes people are puzzled because they learn that there are houses on the other side. You must remember, though, that these are not houses made of bricks and mortar, but constructed out of thought. This applies also to the clothing that is worn. The instinct to clothe oneself is deeply rooted and has become habitual. No one would dream of walking through the streets unclothed. This habit is part of our mental makeup. That is why it persists on the other side, where mental states are the reality. I thought you'd enjoy hearing that. We have a couple parts of the show today. A little bit later on, you're going to be hearing several near-death experiences. But first, we're going to hear from medium and author Deborah Martin, who had three major experiences that shifted how she looks at life. Her website is goldenmiracles.com. She's witnessed miracles, and she's really passionate about sharing that through our greatest hardships come our greatest lessons and never to lose hope. So let's meet her. Hello, Deborah. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Um, You know, I'd like to begin by saying we all are one, and all of us are going to go through shifts in our life. Some are happy, and some will be traumatic. We can't help those. But through those shifts, are our greatest gifts and our greatest lessons. So if we can look at those and find the blessings in them, they will help mold you into the person that you are today. And that's, that's what's happened to me. Some of my worst, you know, you would call them nightmares, but they ended up giving me the greatest gifts. And so when you said, yes, I don't ever want anybody to lose hope because you don't know what tomorrow brings. When you are struggling in your deepest despair and, of whatever it is, a loss of a loved one, or you have an illness, just don't lose that hope because something can transpire within that day or even the next day. And so what happened to me is my first shift happened in 1997. I was in a horrific car accident and I was hit on a freeway going 60 miles an hour and a big truck came and sideswiped us and we spun and took up 40 feet of guardrail. When that happened right before impact, I intuitively knew something was going to happen. And that's where I was like, how did I know that? It was like, I knew. And I immediately say, God, not now save us. And then I heard the bang. And then it seems like everything went slow motion, but yet it was going fast. And we came to a stop facing oncoming traffic. I was in panic, like, oh, my gosh, we can't get out. Are we going to be hit again? And we were stuck. We were stuck in that car. I looked around. There was no one to be seen. No cars were stopping. And all of a sudden, this man appeared. And he was able to get us out of the car. 
And you would look at the car and say, there's no way you would be able to get people out. You'd need the jaws of life. Who were you traveling with? So, Can I ask family, friends? I had two girlfriends with me. Oh. It was the same night that Princess Diana had her car accident. Mm. Wow. So even having a premonition before, like, don't get in the car, you're going to have something happen. But I thought, oh, that's just, you know, your humanness thinking that just happened to her. And I just watched it on TV. Right. So things were happening fast. And he came, he took us out of the car and he kissed us each on the forehead. He went to the left and when he went to the left, all the fire trucks, ambulances were coming from the right. So I looked to the right and when I looked to the left, he was gone. So what happened with that shift is it opened my spirituality as who was that person? Where did they come from? And my spiritual journey began. And I walked away with very minimal injuries, which is a blessing in itself. Then again, in 2000, I was in another car accident. This time my car was totally stopped waiting to turn left. So I was in a turn bay and there was a man in a diabetic seizure that was traveling about 60 miles an hour and the police were in pursuit to get him off the road. Well, I am the person that got him off the road. He struck me. And when he struck me, my car spun into oncoming traffic. Oh my gosh. But at that moment, I knew nothing was going to happen. I was just sitting there like, you know, it just, it, it happened. But what was interesting with this one is I was now somewhere else watching what was happening to me below. Like I was there before impact, watching the car spin, watching everything happen. And, and then there was this beautiful being behind me with this really soft but stern voice that said, are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm like, I knew that meant to die. Right. And I said, no, no, no. I have three kids. I was a single mom. They need me. I need to go back. And I was kind of like panicked. But then I was watching and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to survive this. There's a truck carrying tractor equipment that's going to go over me and crush me. And so in a split second, after I saw that, I was in my four-door Honda, which was now a two-door Honda. All the glass had been broken and everything that was in the car was out on the street. My seatbelt had broke, my seat had broke, and I was in this little part in the back seat. And I crawled to the front with a mouthful of glass, and I had two people at my window. One was a police officer that said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, we tried to get him off the road. And the second one was this man, and, and he was really shaken. And I was just really trying just to come to from where I was and what was all happening. I heard the police officer said to the guy, are you okay? And he goes, I'm really shaken. I don't know what just happened, but I'm the man that's driving that truck. That's pulling those tractors right here. And somebody took my steering wheel and put me into oncoming traffic. I don't know how that happened, but I should have crushed her. At that moment, I remembered and went, Oh my gosh, I was somewhere. I was somewhere. I heard a voice. I was in another dimension. We don't die. I was ecstatic. Like I was somewhere. I didn't have very many mental, you know, injuries mm -hmm. from this accident, which was a blessing. 
manifesting itself. But this is what happened to me from this. This opened my door to my mediumship because I knew I heard. I knew I was somewhere else. I knew something transpired. And I've always had the gift since I was a little girl, but I had closed it. And so I feel spirit really was saying, it's time. So the accident was in 2000. Four years later, um, I went and got tested by um, Dr. Gary Schwartz and Dr. Julie Beisel through the Veritas Research Program. Mm -hmm. And that's when I earned my lab certification of mediumship. That's incredible. For anyone who doesn't know, being tested by them is not easy. It was not easy. It's a nine-step program. They can even look it up on the windbridge.org website. They tell the process of what we had to go through. Deborah, your story reminds me of medium Maureen Hancock, who had a terrible car accident, believes she was on the other side, was in a coma for a long time, and she woke up with these incredible gifts, and she's one of the top mediums out there today. So it's really interesting that some major shifts, as you call them, or catastrophes can lead people on their spiritual journey. So we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd love to find out about you working with the police, solving things. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash shades. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com 
Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. And now back to Sandra Champlain and Shades of the Afterlife. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with medium and author Deborah Martin. Deborah, so what happened since then? What else have you been up to? So, since then, you know, I worked with FBI in um, for cases. I've also solved a murder where, in the murder, nobody there wasn't an investigation, there wasn't police happening, no one knew that this person had passed, but. I had to tell this woman that her aunt had passed and that she was murdered. And what happened is she went back to Peru. She took the evidence of who, why, and how um, with the names and the descriptions. And she was able to find him. And he is serving 20 years in prison for that. So all of that just was like my mediumship was heightened. My third shift. So in my second shift, it was out of body. In my third shift, I have an out of body experience as well. And this one, I was really, really sick. In 2011, I started to get really ill and I was being seen by the Mayo Clinic. I was losing all dignity and hope. I was down to probably under 100 pounds, maybe 90 pounds, but I couldn't eat or drink without severe pain. I lost all ability to have bowel movements. It was like you couldn't leave your home. I was always in pain and I was ready to die. I really was. I wasn't frightened. I was just ready to go. So it gave me the compassion for people that are ready to go and people, you know, how could they be ready? Because you get to that state where you just know that there's a better place and that this body isn't working anymore. So I was, I was asking God, you know, please take me. And the, on one twenty one twelve, so January 21st, 2012, 
I laid on an angel blanket and was asking God, you know, I'm ready. What happened was I started seeing spiritual surgeons come into my room and they started working on me and I'm like, what is going on with me? And so I let them, but it was painful. I had to witness them going into my stomach, squeezing out this green pus. And I was in a lot of pain, but I knew that this was something that maybe I needed to go through. Well, as that was happening, all of a sudden, I felt like I was taking my last breath. And I started transcending, and I started floating upward. I saw bright white light. That's all I saw around me. I didn't feel scared. I felt safe, and I felt a lot of love, and I was in no more pain. I looked in front of me, and I saw these great big arms reaching for me. And what's interesting with this is now I felt my spirit was watching what was going to happen to my body because now I saw what I call God holding my body as I was a child, as if I'm a child being, you know, carried to bed. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I must be really sick. So I'm seeing everything playing out. And he took my body and he put it on a beam of light. And as the body was there, my spirit stood next to what I call my God. Now, there was a glass coffin next to the beam of light. And I can remember how beautiful that was. I even wanted to sit in it, but I knew <laughs> I probably better not. <laughs> yeah. So God took me to this place. And he said, it looks kind of like a cave. And he said, We're, this conversation will be between you and I, no one else in the universe will be able to hear this. And he showed me that we all have a lifeline co- contract, that we're born with it. So I didn't read the whole thing. I got to this part where it said there were like five words, healthy, joy, empowerment, prosperity, and voice. Hmm. Those sounded pretty good to me. But I did question and said, you know, I don't want to go back unless I am healthy. And I am afraid to go back because it's so beautiful here and I feel safe and I feel loved and I feel no pain. I was told to go back that I would have a new mission and new duty. But that duty really wasn't told to me what it was. I thought voice meant be the voice for mediumship. I'm like, okay. And I knew health was healthy, so I knew I was going to go back healthy. So I was like, okay. And he said, you're going to sign this contract, but remember this date, 121.12. All numbers are reversible, and so is this. Hmm. Okay. Well, when I came back, I felt like I was taking my first breath again. I could feel my spirit entering my body. And I had this light within me that was a little bit of hope. My hope had come back again. Now, this took me six months of self-healing. Mayo Clinic never found out what was wrong with me. I questioned why did they never find out. I continuously hear because if I would have found out what the actual reason was why I was sick, I would have been attached to it. I would have said, I always had this. Now that I never know, I'm not attached to it. Mm, Makes sense. So it made perfect sense, right. Now, that day when I took my first breath, my mediumship was heightened. But I also had the gift of being an incredible healer. What happened was the voice. Remember I said voice I thought was going to be my mediumship? The voice is now messages that come through me 
that others who have healing sessions with me need to hear in order for them to be healed. I will know nothing about them at all. I don't want to know anything, but everything comes through. There's only one person that knows everything about you. I mean, things will come through that happened when they were a child that they may have even forgotten. And I wouldn't know any of that. So it's actually just incredible what comes through. But in order to do this work, I have to trust in every single word that comes through. I can't waver. And that's where the empowerment word came through. God has taught me to stand strong in this work and to always trust everything that comes through to remove my humanness and allow him to orchestrate it all. Now, when I say God, you know, some people are turned off by that. I want you to know that God comes in many forms for us to see. You might call him divine. You might have another name for it. I believe it's all one. So in my healing sessions, what happens is I heal emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and I'll tap into a frequency. And we each vibrate on our own frequency. Not one of us has the same. So once I find yours and I add mine, I go directly to God's. And that's when it all starts. Now, this is remote. So you're in, an, in another place. could be all the way around the world. I've yes. done so many. And the, the energy travels instantly. And what's so fascinating about that is what I am feeling in my healing room. Across the world, the same person's feeling the same thing. Now, my mediumship comes in handy when I do my healings because I'm able to see and feel and hear. So I'll see spiritual surgeons come into the room to work on them. I'll see loved ones come into the room. So someone might come to me for grief where we can bring them through. So when you have a reading, you can have a healing and have a connection. I've taken people on spiritual journeys. Spiritual journey is a vision that I will receive and a loved one might come through. There was once this one um, healing session where this woman, I traveled to a space with her for a spiritual journey. And all of a sudden I saw this little boy, like, ah, there's a little boy just came and he grabbed onto your leg. He's five years old. I don't know, you know, if you have a five-year-old, if maybe you miscarried a child, but this child's here for you and hanging on to you. And he's saying something about your necklace. Well, after she listened, she told me that, she had lost her son at age five and the necklace she was wearing was his thumbprint. Oh yeah. So the piece that she got knowing that he was right there for her. So the healings go on so many levels. So if somebody wanted to have a, a session to say, you know, I want to connect with my child or my husband or then they give me the relationship. And I put that in my prayer saying, you know, God, can you bring this person forward? And we let it all transpire. But they do come forward and they have messages for them. Now, healings, there's one thing. Healings can be a process. Okay. Right? Like sometimes people can get a healing instantly. But sometimes it can take a process. And sometimes they come in a form that what we, we didn't expect. My intention is everybody receives the miracle they deserve. But I don't know what that miracle means. Right? So one person, I wanted the miracle for her. She was told that she only had, you know, a couple months to live. And her miracle was that 
she was able to heal old wounds that she held on for all her life from when she was young. And she was able to heal them and hear how to release them and overcome them. So when she transitioned, she was not holding on to any of that. Releasing emotional stuff is definitely a healing. And when we think of healing, we often think of a physical healing, but it can be something emotional and it can be so important. It is. And, you know, like I say, healing can be a process too, where you might have to do some work in order to do it, right? That it might take some time. I've been working with a woman that has liver cancer. She's gone, you know, it seems like we go one step forward and she goes two steps back and she's like, I have so much faith and hope. And all of a sudden I just lose it again. And she went from 40 pounds now she's 95 pounds. Wow. And she has no can and she has no cancer in her body. Really? Yeah, no cancer in her body. But do you know what? It's been a process. She never lost her hope and she she had to do her part of, you know, I can do this. I God, I am healthy. I am whole. I am healed. You know, there was things that she was supposed to do eating properly. Like, you know, you can do healings for people and if they don't take it serious, I mean, we could tell somebody, okay, you need to drink a lot of water today, rest as if you really had a, had a physical surgery. And I don't know what they're going to do. I can't hold their hand. They could go out and have happy hour, right, right. you know? And so they have to do their part too. We humans are so powerful. I'm reminded of the book written in 1875 called Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Just by reading the testimonial section, people have had amazing healings. I think, honestly, once we truly accept who we are, souls having a human experience, miracles are possible. I want to thank Deborah Martin. You can find out more about her at goldenmiracles.com. After the break, I want to share with you some pretty cool stories of what people saw when they were dead. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The loss of hair is definitely not something that gets better with age. In fact, at age 20, 20% of men and women show noticeable hair loss. By 60, that number is closer to two-thirds. With that in mind, Dr. Nathan Newman saw an opportunity. Easy-to-use Reveal is so much different than the tired old products on the market. Reveal uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for a fuller look. Here's more on Reveal with Dr. Newman. In the Reveal skincare products, we were very conscious to use everything that is natural from our plant stem cells or from plant extracts that are not going to damage your hair or cause irritation. Because most of the products that we had, uh, phthalates, a lot of alcohol, parabens, or things that we didn't really want to expose our health or our hair to, we were very conscious about keeping the Reveal hair care system very natural. And even the preservatives that we use is a natural preservative from plants. You cannot find many products out there that give you all the benefits without all the problems. Join thousands of women and men enjoying fuller-looking hair with Reveal. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Just remember discount code GEORGE at checkout. Easy-to-use, award-winning Reveal can be yours in days by ordering now at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone, toll-free, 24-7, That's 800-604-3129. Reveal from HealthyLooking.com. The four. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network with the best shows that explore the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. You can enjoy all shows on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. And this next segment, I want to share with you just some short near-death experiences, some really great stories from people told in their own way that life goes on. First, we're going to hear Dr. Gary Habernas explain two near-death experiences that really are pretty highly evidential and that can't be explained away. Let's listen. Um, this woman, she's being operated on. She has a near-death experience. She's up above her body. She's looking down. She's watching herself. And sometimes they don't even know it's them because they identify with who's up by the ceiling. That's their point of consciousness. And on the top of this medical device that was in the room, you know, hospitals often rivet numbers like offices do to keep track of typewriters and to keep track of things. She looked down and there was a 12-digit number riveted onto the top of this medical thing. And she said, I'm OCD. And so I memorized the 12-digit number. And so she comes to, she says to the nurse, write this down. Now, I'm not saying this is a number, but it's like, write this down. 675-21-600. 
12 numbers, and the nurse wrote it down, and they were later moving the apparatus out of the room, and the nurse jumps in and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let me get my sheet out. Wow, the number's exactly right. Now, she sees that in the state, and many of these people, when you have a cardiac arrest with ventricular fibrillation, this particular species of cardiac arrest, you have no measurable heart waves, and within an average of 15 seconds, you have no brain waves. So if she was out of her body for as long as five minutes, she theoretically has no heart or brain waves. How does she know to repeat that data? How does she know what's up there? So that's one. Another one is a real fast one. A guy had surgery. He was up above his body watching the doctors do this, but he got maybe a little bored. I don't know. He started drifting a little bit, looking around. He went through a wall into the next surgical ward, and he watched a guy having his leg amputated. So he gives an explanation of what happens in the room with the leg amputation because I saw it. But you're on that bed. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I saw it. How do you know? Here's some explanation. I'm, I'm making up what he might have said, but he could have said, well, all the, all the nurses in the room had white uniforms on except for this one. She had a pale green uniform on. I mean, something like that. Or these are actual, uh, actual cases. In one, a, a person dropped a beaker on the floor and it broke and the person watched it. Or in another one, a woman's uh, pin uh, fell off her dress and a doctor stepped on it. And the near-death person said, I know who lost the pen, and I can name the doctor who stepped on it because I saw it. So these are data, and many times in the absence of heart and brain, any kind of activity, measurable. And so it seems like we're talking about, here's the point, we're talking about consciousness beyond the initial death of heart and brain. Now, it's near death because the person comes back from it. But during those minutes, while they're out, it's highly evidential. Now, Dr. Ken Ring, back in 1977, was a young professor of psychology at the University of Connecticut when he read Dr. Raymond Moody's book, Life After Life. And Dr. Moody is the man who coined the phrase near-death experience. Ken Ring was so inspired by Moody's investigations, but felt that a more scientifically structured study would strengthen Moody's findings. So he sought out 102 near-death survivors for his research. I'd like to play for you some of the recordings from people he interviewed about their experience back in 1981 and how it impacted their lives. This first one is Vita, age 38 and a kindergarten teacher. I was in a car accident and thrown out, uh, was in severe pain. I had a, a fractured clavicle and lacerations all over my body, and I had thought that I had broken my jaw. I had tremendous pain in my jaw, and uh, I went unconscious. The thing that amazed me was that as the pain became extremely severe, my breathing became far more shallow, and as I exhaled, I became very numb, and the more numb I became, I sort of just, without realizing it, zoomed out of my body like in a funnel fashion and just hovered over it. And I wasn't aware that I had left my body at that time. I was only aware that I wasn't in pain and that something was different. Uh, and then I became very familiar with my surroundings and space and realized that, that I was separated but still did not know exactly how, until I got high enough up where I saw a bald-headed man put a blanket on my body. And the most interesting thing at that moment was when I realized I was out of my body and that I was no longer Vita. I did not have a gender whatsoever. 
There wasn't a back front or anything. I was shapeless, odorless, colorless, you know, just something like a, um, an invisible gas of some sort. Uh, and I just experimented with the air around me. I was the atmosphere. And the higher up I went, the more I became part of the, the air. Um, an interesting thing was that my hearing during this uh, escalation uh, was extremely acute as though I was next to anybody who was nearby. When the police came, I could hear them as accurately as though I was standing right by them. When they were trying to shake me you know, on the ground, I was, as though I was back in my body again. The minute I decided that I had to come back, uh, the light never came back, that beautiful light, I just plopped into my body. Uh, I don't even remember the coming down. I just was in and I woke up in such unbelievable pain. It was excruciating. I just was overwhelming. Did you remember your experience at the time that you came back? Yes, I did. Very vividly, but I did not speak of it for a very long time. Very selectively. Um, my family did not know about it for many, many years. Death is a beginning, Ken. It's beautiful. There's the light. It's love. It's more beautiful. It's, if you really love somebody, you've got to be happy for where they're going. It's an adventure, and they're not alone. See, we're afraid of somebody being alone, but they're not alone beyond. And not only not alone, but it seems like they're surrounded by this sort of atmosphere of love that it's very difficult to leave once you encounter it, isn't it? It's beautiful. It is just as though you know, you're being held in a cradle of love and just being carried through the most beautiful, magical story God could ever create. And it's, I just can't explain it. It's marvelous. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Ken. Our next story is from Tom, father, husband, heavy equipment operator. Basically, the, the truck did fall on me, and the, the frame of the truck came across my chest so that it, it immediately pushed all the air out of me. The next thing that I experienced or realized that I was in this um, huge vastness of just nothing, just darkness. I might add in here, during this time, uh, the pressure and the pain that you experienced during the accident was gone. You were relieved of all that. The one sensation that you're very aware of is your eyesight or that you can see. You then see that this area that you're in, uh, that you're passing through, takes the shape of a tunnel. And dimension-wise, it was, it was vast. It was anywhere from a thousand feet to a thousand miles wide. And it was definitely to infinity. And before you is this just magnificent, beautiful, bright white light. You are confronted by true, pure love. In my case, since I've talked to other people, I realize that they necessarily did not, uh, were not given a choice. In my case, at that moment, I was aware that I could immediately choose to leave and return to reality or my body. Or I could have the choice of moving forward or desiring to enter into or become part of, <laughs> rather emotional, uh, become part of this light. And the next moments, I did desire to become part of this light, um, including considering uh, 
my life in reality, the, the, the love that I have for my wife and children, uh, for the people around me, the um, wonderful things that I've been able to do in my life. I've had a really exciting and wonderful life um, prior to this experience. And the wonderful things that I can continue to do, uh, helping the people around me, making love uh, to my children and my wife and uh, close friends and so on. Um, but it was so much more desirable. Uh, this was perfection. This, this was heaven or God. Um, and it is now confusing to me. I don't recall making a specific choice. I recall desiring to enter this light. And I did, in fact, make a forward motion. The return trip was extremely vivid, and it was everything in reverse. Um, the you went back through uh, the tunnel right, and so forth? Right, back through the tunnel and to reality. And upon reaching the, the beginning of the tunnel at the reality point, uh, I woke up or came to or uh, entered my body with a, a, just a huge bang, with a, a jolt similar to an electric shock or just, you know, bang like that. I write about Dr. Ring in my book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death, but he is also the author of many books, if you enjoy this topic. Dr. Ring even studied 31 blind people who either experienced a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience. Half of these people had been blind since birth, yet each one of these people was able to accurately see information about the doctors operating on them, the people who came to visit, the colors they were wearing, and often visions of angelic figures and deceased relatives. Here's a great quote by Helen Keller. Death is no more than passing from one room into another. But here's the difference for me, you know, because in that other room, I shall be able to see. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. At ParanormalDate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here? Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands me. How so? Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go. Uh, okay. Guess that's not your cup of tea. You sure? Very. Good luck with that. I can't meet anyone when I'm out and I really can't find a website for my unique interests. What does one to do? Have you thought about ParanormalDate.com? Para what dot what? Who are you? I'm a paranormal matchmaker and it's ParanormalDate.com It's a website for people looking for people like them. Stuff you like, remember? Interesting. Uh, I'll give it a try. Well, let's try this again. Uh, hi, I'm Tom. Hey, I'm Deb. Your profile on Paranormal date.com looked very interesting. So you really saw a UFO? Well, yeah. It was so intense, but not as intense as meeting you. You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it. Wow. This paranormaldate.com thing really works. Maybe paranormaldate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So if you're looking for that special someone with an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, big Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and of course, the paranormal. Come to the dating site inspired by George Nori. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. ParanormalDate.com. You are not alone. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are listening to a recording from 1981, where Dr. Ken Ring talks to some of his near-death experiencers. And this next one is Geraldine, 38 years old, head cashier at a supermarket. The day they sent me home from the hospital, they graciously gave me a lot of medication so I'd have a comfortable ride home and I'd be fine when I got there. And the result was that it was too much for me. And when I got home, I collapsed. At the point that actually happened, I was screaming and I was vomiting at the same time. And I felt myself getting ready to pass out. And I was conscious of my two sons were standing in the doorway. And I was looking at my husband. And next thing I know, I was looking down at my husband. And it was unclear at first. I said, I'm looking at myself. And I looked down at the bedroom scene, and I, all of a sudden I said, my God, I'm dead. The only way I can describe my immediate feeling was, if you could describe or see or feel a smile or a complete contentment or happiness 
That was it. Mm -hmm. I seen myself, my physical body was still alive and I was still screaming. Could you see yourself clearly? Yes, very clearly. Mm -hmm. And I could see the backs of my husband's head and my mother's. And I could see my son's. I had a very good, clear vision. Mm -hmm. But I had no feeling towards these people. If anything, I was looking down in amusement because I still had this smiley feeling. Mm -hmm. And I had no attachment, no feeling. It was like I was looking at that glass of water. I mean, I have no attachment to that glass of water. Mm -hmm. That's how I was viewing myself. Just looking as a spectator, Mike. Exactly. And I felt that I was in a vacuum. What The reason I say that is because I could hear nothing, but yet I, I heard the vacuum. Not a noise of a vacuum mm -hmm. cleaner, but I heard the quietness. Mm -hmm. And with that, it was a peacefulness. I wasn't a body. I wasn't in a body form. If anything, I think I, I may have had a head or a center. And the rest of me was just something very loose. Did you, did you feel like you were yourself? It was you that this was happening I wasn't to? my body, I was mm -hmm. my mind. Mm -hmm. I say I was my spirit. Mm -hmm. And um, contentment, happiness, it was the most wonderful time in my life. It was uh, peaceful, quiet, it was just, it was magnificent. It's hard to explain because I feel it wasn't exactly worldly, mm -hmm. so how can I use worldly words to, mm -hmm. to explain it to you? All I can say is it was, um, it was a fantastic experience. I was conscious of being maybe inches from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. I could feel the closeness of the ceiling. Were you aware of any other persons or presences with you at that time, or did you feel that you were alone in that space? I was alone, but I wasn't alone. There again, I felt the closeness or the protection of this vacuum that I was in. It was like... Um, it's really hard to explain. It's like when you're real upset and, and your little girl and your mother hugs you, you have that, everything's going to be okay now because mommy is hugging me. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't feel like somebody was right there, but I had that wonderful protective feeling of the vacuum, which kind of made me feel that I wasn't alone. We just found out three years ago my husband is dying of cancer. Now he's only 34 years old and he has cancer of the pancreas. <clears throat> liver and now bone cancer and uh, what has happened here with me is being so young of course an older person you expect to die you expect me to have a heart attack or die of cancer but not a healthy very healthy 34 year old man i always wondered i wonder why this happened to me and uh, you know what am i going to get out of it a very practical person now i know because the strength that it has given me is in turn allowing me to give my husband strength to die. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about it hours on end. I know that I've given him peace of mind to the point he didn't actually experience it, so he can't say, okay, great, come on, death. But he can appreciate it. It calms him down a little bit, and certainly he feels better that I feel calmer about it. Boy, when we believe in the afterlife, we don't fear death, and we look at life differently, don't we? The next story is from Joe, married with two kids, public school supervisor. I began to hemorrhage internally. <clears throat> the stitches that were inside my body, evidently the, the wound did not heal, and I lost quite a bit of blood. And I felt myself going. Uh, I was in a great deal of pain. Uh, it was a very frightening experience. 
Um, but I began to, to slip. I just sort of feel myself going. And I remember trying to hold on. I'll be okay, I'll be okay. And it got to the point where you know, I just couldn't. And everything began to just become very quiet. And I can remember with every ounce of strength I had, I wanted to say goodbye to my wife. Uh, it was important to me. And I did. I, I remember just turning my head and looking at her and saying, uh, I'm going to die. Uh, goodbye, Joan. And I did. Uh, it was then that I experienced <laughs> experienced what we call a, a near-death experience. Uh, for me, there was nothing near about it. <laughs> it was there. Uh, it was a total immersion in light, brightness, warmth, peace, uh, security. Uh, it, I did not <clears throat> have an out-of-body experience. I did not see my body uh, or anyone about me. It just immediately went into this beautiful, bright light. Uh, it's difficult to describe. Matter of fact, it's impossible to, to describe. Uh, verbally, it cannot be expressed. It's something which becomes you, and you become it. I could say that I was peace. I was love. Uh, I was the brightness. Uh, it was part of me. I had no recollection of anything, <clears throat> excuse me, anything biological. It's not like you could see something, because your sight is biological. It's necessary here. A hearing is necessary here. A speech is necessary here. It's not there. Uh, you just know. You're, you're all-knowing. Uh, everything is a part of you. And it's just so, just so beautiful. Uh, it was eternity. Uh, it's like I was always there. And I will always be there. That my existence on Earth was just a very brief instant. It's, it's a hard concept to understand eternity because when you compare it to time, <clears throat> time <clears throat> requires progression, things, see a, a sequence of things, things follow each other. Uh, this is all at once, everything. Uh, there, there's no passing from one thing to another. I like to call it <clears throat> a different dimension, but can't really call it that because that could be defined and, and there are different dimensions. They have beginnings and ends. And, and so that doesn't fit. Many years. It was, a, it was at, least, at least six months after the incident that I, that I could even speak to my wife about it. Uh, it was such an emotional, uh, beautiful, swelling feeling inside that every time I tried to express it, I think I would just explode. You know, I would break down and cry. She, you know, for the longest time couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Well, she must have wondered a lot then about how you were dealing with this episode because she, as you say, as a nurse and knew the seriousness of your condition and I guess also knew that you had, I gather this is the case, that you had clinically died. Yes, my heart stopped. I stopped breathing. I guess I was out about a minute mm -hmm. and they brought me back. Uh, the minute I, I came back, I had the pain returned immediately the fear I mean I just uh, all the human emotions yes uh, everything human came back and I remember being very angry 
<laughs> they brought me back. And she, my wife ended up asking a while later, you know, you seemed angry, how come? You know, and I, I just couldn't tell her. That was probably the most frustrating six months of my existence. Uh, after experiencing perfection and something so beautiful, I wanted to hold on to it. I uh, didn't want to let it go. And it wasn't easy. Uh, after I had recovered the second time and went home, I, I, everything just seemed to change. Uh, it was almost like I was starting my life all over again. Uh, I was a baby. Uh, I hadn't made the mistakes that I had made in my life, and things weren't messed up or whatever. And I can recall, in my attempt to hold on to this feeling and to hold on to this peace, I began to bump into earthly things, you know, that of course aren't going to escape from you, you know, they're, they're there. My first frustrating experiences, experience was with the, the television. Uh, I couldn't watch television. Uh, the, there would be a, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a commercial, a cosmetic commercial. Uh, I, I couldn't, I'd have to turn it off because it, it was something false. It was unnecessary. It was fake. It just didn't belong. You know, it's insignificant. Uh, any type of violence, uh, if there was a, even a Western, an old Western movie, I, I'd have to turn it off because it, it, to me that was total ignorance. Uh, there was just no reason on earth to show people killing people. You know. It got to the point where uh, I had a great deal of time readjusting. And it was at that time, uh, I have a very, very close friend who was a priest, we call him Father Bob, who sat down with me a few times and very understanding I, perhaps the most important thing he did for me was to help me to readjust to accept life to understand that you are living that you know that is there it will come again uh, and that there is much more here and that i was here for a reason it did help you know i I'm back to watching television. <laughs> I even like the boxing matches. You know, come a long way. I can stand the commercial too. Right. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. There's so much more than meets the eye, and there's so much more to you than you know. This is Sandra Champlain. Our home base is wedontdie.com. I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening. You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.